You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Welcome to the To and Out CFL Podcast. We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. A little bit of a different show this week. We're going to be welcoming Tony Washington, offensive lineman for the Montreal Alouettes, to the show this week to talk about what has gone on in the world over the past two weeks. I get the feeling, Ty, that we're on the we're we're almost a part of something special here. Um, since George Floyd's death on May 25th, I think there's been a lot of important conversations being had in the world uh, regarding Black Lives Matter and everything surrounding it. And I, I think this week we have a little bit of a different show. Yeah, we like to have fun and talk about all sorts of uh, goofy stuff. But I think this is the important conversation to have here on this podcast this week. And, you know, us being, the two of us being white males, I wouldn't say that we're blind to it. We we knew that this kind of stuff was happening. We just didn't know how deep it went. Like, yeah, I'll admit it. With, with, with Now, how much stuff have has gone on that we haven't seen because cameras haven't been around. That's is, true. Is, is one question that comes to my mind. And, you know, that you hear about systemic racism all the time and you don't really know what that is until you actually start looking at, you know, some of the stuff that has had to change because it was that way before. Like it, in 2001, Alabama finally made biracial marriage legal. 2001. Like that's wow. crazy, right? That's, that's just an example, of, like stuff that has changed because it it was systematically right. The system was against people of color, and now it's just being brought more to the forefront because stuff does need to change. And I mean, the president down south does have a lot to do with what is happening because he's so divisive on every topic. Now, uh, I'm not the most well-spoken guy on the best of days. Um, can can confirm. So uh, Tony's going to mm-hmm. uh, help us navigate us through the waters here. Um, I, I've heard a quote a few times over the last little while. It's, uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I know it's pretty easy to get defensive when you hear the term racism or systemic racism mm-hmm. or white privilege. It's very easy to get defensive about that. I, I I know that uh, I've been listening uh, to a lot of radio shows and podcasts on this topic, and what some people had to say is that well, when you hear racism, it almost becomes uh, an attack. So th- that yeah. is why uh, the the hairs stand up on the neck, the fight response comes up, and the defensiveness comes out. But I, I think what we can do right now is is listen and take a mm-hmm. bit of an internal audit and be uncomfortable, be comfortable being uncomfortable and really seeing what's going on, right? Absolutely. And at the same time, you know, we live in Canada and everybody just thinks that it doesn't happen here. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've seen stories come out from former CFL players, uh, you know, hockey players, especially the minor hockey system. Yeah. Uh, it, it happens, you know, it's like in Toronto, there's a huge thing going on right now with the GTHL. Uh, you know, indigenous people here, 
I mean, to 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 think that systemic racism doesn't exist in Canada, you, residential schools and all that's like that all that yeah. stuff is systemic racism and it exists in Canada. We're not perfect. And and we there's stuff here that needs to change too, but everything is just being brought to the forefront, and it it needs to be because it it's been such it's been such a long like I mean four hundred years of this yeah. right down in the states of 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 uh, people of color being oppressed is is the only word I can really come up with for it, and you know it's it's just finally it's reached a boiling boiling point and it's blown up, and you know just with everything that's ever everything that has gone on in the past six months has just stoked the fires and you know it there's it, it it's about time it, it's 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 terrible that it took what it took for this to happen like that with with what happened in minneapolis it, it's too it it's a shame that that is that that happened and that that that's that's what started it but if if that is what sparks change, then you know I'm not saying that it's a good thing it happened, but it, that that is what started this. It it sucks, but if that's what had to happen, I mean, I don't I don't know what else could have started this change because, I mean, Colin Kaepernick tried doing it and it 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 did nothing. It almost got more divisive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right and. And the NFL finally come out, I don't know if it was earlier this week or late last week, and realized they were on the wrong side of it. We're going to get to Tony Washington right now. First, yeah. this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power. They're a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Park Power is a small local business, and like many of you, it has been closely monitoring the news on COVID-19. I know Alberta is going to head into stage two of the relaunch here on Friday, uh, and the world's rapidly changing circumstances all the time. While many mm-hmm. of their team are currently working remotely the way park power does business has not changed and their commitment to exceptional customer service will remain find out more about park power's response to the covid19 outbreak at parkpower.ca and joining the show is tony washington from the montreal alouettes he's been in the cfl for almost a decade now and normally i guess we would talk about football and other light-hearted things but I think we wanted to have a more important conversation right now. So, Tony, first of all, thank you for taking the time to chat with us. I, I just want to start by asking, how are you? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. I mean, despite all the, the things that's going on, but it's pretty good. Life is okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, when you include the COVID-19 situation, it's it's just been a... A year to remember. I, I don't think we'll forget 2020. No, 2020 has been a pretty crazy year so far. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I, we want to have you want to have a bit of a serious conversation. Um, George Floyd was just laid to rest on Tuesday um, after his murder in Minneapolis on May 25th. Uh, I go right now. I got to. Like, what were you feeling when you first saw it or you first heard the news? Uh, honestly, the same thing I feel every time I see a video or every time I see that stuff go on in the States or every time I hear a friend of mine or um, a brother of mine tell me the story that happened to them. So it's the outrage is something that 
the world has just seen, but the outrage has been there for us for years. Yeah, that's so, it's not new. It's not at all. No, it's not new. I wasn't surprised, but it, it, but I guess the surprise I'm the more surprised is the reaction from the world about time. Thank you. Finally, you catch up. It was the same weekend when Amy Cooper called police on Christian Cooper, who was just watching birds in Central Park. Um, Yeah, you mentioned how the world is catching up now. Why do you think that these two incidents were the ones that inspired so many to get up and fight for change? Honestly, I think it was... (laughs) I think we had time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think everybody had something, nothing to do. No one was at work, but no, I think it's just because it was been, it's been um, a long time coming and enough is enough. And I think people just got, they were already at that point. I think Trump and be honest with you, I think Trump has been pushing people to a, uh, to a level and seeing certain things on the news have been pushing people to a level. And I think that was the one thing that just like went overboard. Like we just, it was over. Maybe you're right. You know, everybody's kind of been at home and everyone's got a cell phone now. So spending a lot of time on that, maybe that it was just sort of, I guess, the perfect storm for lack of a better term. Yeah, I think so, too. I think uh, everything just fell in place and uh, and and rightfully so. I'm glad it happened. It was it's it's it's, it's something that should have been brought up a long time ago. Um, it's something that that needs to be addressed. It's something that's going to be addressed now. So. Yeah, I think I think it was perfect timing, and um, I, I I really can't wait to see what's going to happen with this because there's a there's a lot of topics going on right now about um, uh, new police systems, yeah, um, going on in Minneapolis and New York. They're talking about revamping the police department. Um, so yeah, these are all topics that we should have been talking about, but now they're coming up, so it's perfect. It is uh, sort of embarrassing as a white man to, to sort of feel so ignorant about some of these issues you know it's like man what was i doing why was i a lazy jerk in this situation that's, that's how i how i feel but my my heart breaks for the stories of hearing people getting questioned by police for no reason or even store store owners and things like that um it's hard for me to fathom how widespread everything is. I don't think people have been lazy. I just think people haven't had brought things brought to their face in that, in that as aggressive as it's been. Right. Um, it's been, it, it's, it's more so like, cause there's been things in, in, in life in the world that I've seen and I'll just brush by, but until it gets brought to your face, um, and brought to your neighborhoods and your friends talk about it until it gets to the point to where, um, where it's it's right there all the time. I think that you can't, you shouldn't be embarrassed about that. You should just um, just understand that it's been something that's been going around for a while. It's, you've right. probably heard stories. Every, as a white guy, I don't. I'm pretty sure people have heard the things, but until it's been really, really aggressively put in your face, uh, no one was going to pay attention to it. So you shouldn't be embarrassed about that. I'm glad that you are aware of it now. So that's good. It almost <laughs> seems like everyone has a story about something that they experienced that happened to them personally. Yeah, and 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 to be honest with you, me personally, I I can't recall any one situation where okay. I've had that experience personally. Um, 
every interaction I've had with law enforcement has been professional. Um, I never felt threatened. They always have been. The, I've I've had a lot of cops let me go. Like I, I, you know, I, in in those moments, I've never felt um, like I need to worry about my life. But I know it happens because I hear the stories and I see it. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen just because it hasn't happened to me. But me personally, I haven't experienced it. There has been little nuances of racism here and there, uh, here and there, but nothing to, you know, just a just a a random, you know, joke or something like that, but nothing crazy. So yeah, this is this is a little bit more extreme than I've ever experienced, but it it, it happens. I think uh, another part that's kind of uh, hard for me to understand too is parents having to teach their kids, you know, almost a different set of rules. Well. Uh, while while growing up, you know, little things like don't I, I've seen them all online, uh, you know, don't look at a white woman or, you know, things like that. But th- that's just the reality, isn't it? I don't you know, and I don't think it goes to that far. Not looking at a white woman. Um, that's I think that's a more old school thing. Uh, right. That <laughs> but, may, maybe that's just, you know, social media blowing it up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think social media. But the only conversation that we have with our kids, what I have my kids was how to interact with a police officer if you ever get in a position okay. uh, where you're stopped, um, how to comply, um, how to make sure that you're always in the right so that they can't, you know, they can't say you're being wrong. Um, so these are just conversations that we have to have in our black community that the rest of the world doesn't have to have. Uh, the rest of the world, well, the rest of the white uh, world in, in America and North America um, yeah, so these are conversations that I've had to have with my kids, and that's sad because when my kids leave in the morning time, yeah, those are things that we have to worry about. And it's not just from cops. It's from their classmates. It's from their teachers having a bias over them in class. It's, <laughs> you yeah. know, and and don't get me wrong. This isn't just about black people. This is all minorities, Mexicans, mm-hmm. uh, Spanish, Latinos, uh, many brown, Indian. Like this, this isn't just a black issue. This is a... This is a race issue, period. So I don't, I never wanted to get, I, I hate that everything is buried under Black Lives Matter because it, it is Black Lives Matter, but it's brown lives. That's And that's what I feel like is, is, is being buried. There's only been about two weeks of protests, but it, it does seem like change seems to be happening here. Um, charges were escalated and added to the police officers in Minneapolis. You did mention um, talking about changes to the police department. Um, there's a lot of discussion on systemic racism. Where do you think the changes need to start? Oof. How much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a loaded um, one, honestly, I guess. Honestly, to me personally, um, I think me personally, I think it starts with our own communities. Um, it's where we put our money our dollar. I think we need to start in our community, start focusing on um, how we fund our schools, how we fund our community, the programs where we where we put our dollar, I think is important and what we put our energy into. I think once it I think it starts there because um yeah there's some stuff that has to work with the it has to work within the system. But I really honestly feel like if we're funding if we're helping fund our, our own community um, with the help of the federal and the state government. Uh, I think that's where it starts for me. 
and it starts with education and um, empowering black, young black men and women to be able to go out and do, um, to have a uh, to have a chance to go out and, and, and to do the same thing that their counterparts are being able to do. Uh, so I think, I, honestly, I think it starts with us with the help of the system. Because the system is, I mean, if you look at the education, the funding that goes into the communities, uh, what's available to blacks, what's available to the brown community, it's it's not it's not the same in America. So, yeah, that's a systemic thing. And the jailing system, obviously, its population, or I don't know what the number is, high number, uh, is is black. So that is something that needs to be addressed. So I think that's what's being addressed with the policing. But um, as far as where I think it starts for me, I think it starts with us, where we put our uh, finances. We have to talk about sports a little bit, but I mean, this it does all kind of mend together. Uh, it's been racism has been a major point, especially in hockey over the past year. Bill Peters gets fired from from the Flames uh, after Akeem Alou comes out and you know says what Bill Peters said to him in the dressing room. Uh, you know, the DTHL has penalties for for racial slurs, but they won't give the names or the, or how many of those calls are made. So you see guys like Kevin Weeks saying, I'm not talking about this league anymore. Uh, and now there's nine, I believe it's nine NHL players have formed the hockey diversity Alliance and, you know, trying to bring the issues to the forefront. Does football need some fixing, whether it be on or off the field in, in that aspect? Honestly, I, Again, something I've never experienced in, in the right. CFL has been racism or in, in, in football period. I think uh, it takes a special type of person to play football mm-hmm. and to be in that locker room. Um, I think in hockey you have a majority white locker room. And, well, and it's, not, it's not only the players, it's the parents too, especially in minor hockey. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, the culture is just not there. I think in history we've seen that football has – overcame a lot of racism. I mean, football has pushed through the 40s, the 30s, the 20s, have have brought some of the greatest players we've ever seen, uh, Asian, black, mm-hmm. white, come together to, uh, to, to overpower racism. So I think football has, has come a long way already. And I've never experienced, I've never seen. Uh, I think if you walk into a football locker room as a white person, um, you kind of have to work with your your brothers it's a team and when you walk in that locker room it's it's one goal it's one mission it's the it's the winning championship it's the it's the bond so um yeah no i i don't think football needs to revamp i mean there's little things here and there you hear stories of but for the most part when you're in that locker room you're a brother how proud uh were you seeing the incredible turnout for the protests you know it was cool to see you and your teammates out there in montreal how proud were you to see all that it's yeah it, it I can't even it's crazy because you see it in Japan you see it in Berlin you see it in London you see it in the UK and yeah people who don't typically for my sons that's what I was talking to my kid uh, yesterday about you know I was telling him you know you have to embrace this because you have people all over the world that are standing up for you um and I think that's special and I, and I applaud all the different races and in, in the cultures that around the world that are um, stepping up and saying enough is enough. Um, I couldn't be prouder to see the world come together like this. 
I wish we didn't have such a, excuse my language, asshole in, in office to, uh, to, you know, split us up. But I think the world's showing their true culture and their true colors. Of, they want to, they want to be there, you know, and, you know, I couldn't be prouder as a black man to see this city, my city, Montreal, and cities all over Canada step up and uh, say, you know, Black Lives Matter. I love how you uh, say that the the Black Lives Matter movement is really, it, it's fighting for everyone. And if everyone can just realize that we're all people, we're all the same human beings, we right. all bleed red, it, it would just... I, I'd like to think it would just make the world more fun, you know? Right, right. And and when we say that's the thing that it's, it gets lost is when people hear Black Lives Matter, they think that we're saying only Black Lives Matter. Right. Black Lives Matter doesn't mean only Black Lives Matter. It's saying at this moment we need people to understand that we matter as well as you. We, we you are Yeah, we know you matter. You have mattered for years. Your life has always mattered. We just want to be a part of the trend. <laughs> right. Right. That's all we're saying. <laughs> I have seen former CFL players saying that they feel much better in Canada than the U.S. And I know you've said personally, you know what? You haven't really experienced racism directed at you. Uh, you've heard the stories. Um, I know Canadians, they sort of say, oh, we don't have any uh, issues here. But there have been multiple uh, police brutality incidents brought to light lately. Discussion of systemic racism involving Indigenous Canadians as well. It's been sort of described as a cultural melting pot. I know Montreal is like that. Um, how does Canada feel home to you? How has the country embraced you? Because I guess you've been here for almost 10 years playing football now. Yeah, uh, honestly, man, Canada has been has been perfect. I mean, the the thing that I tell people back home is that it's the first place I get to come to and relax. Like when I'm here, I feel like I'm like I can relax. You don't have to worry as much. You don't have to be as on edge. I feel like when I'm back in the states, everything's on edge. Everybody's moving around. People don't want to speak. You know, it, it feels good to walk into a grocery store in Montreal or uh, Calgary and have a conversation with the clerk at the de- at the counter. You know, right. like those are the those are the things that make me human. You know, um, just, it's to be able to talk to a, another human, another person. You know, um, being in the states sometimes it, you know, you can't even speak to someone without offending them or making them feel uncomfortable. So, yeah, it's it's been amazing to me. Uh, you know, I loved every second of it, and I don't think I'm ever ever going to have a residence in America unless I get really rich and have a few houses. But <laughs> <laughs> working on that part, maybe uh, maybe I'll start a podcast or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> we I think we've seen uh, Derek Dennis has a podcast now, and yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Cody Fajardo from the Riders has one too. So uh, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, thank you for taking the time to have this conversation with us. Uh, I know it's not your job to educate us, but uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time anywhere. I, I think we all want to be optimistic and have hope for the future. Um, it has been going on for a long time, but these past two weeks, do you have optimism that the hard work being done right now 
will uh, make this change last? I do. Yeah, I think there's going to be a change. Um, I'm skeptical about what the change is going to be. Okay, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of underlying things that are going on in the system, uh, in the protests right now. Um, there's white nationalists, there's left radicals, there's uh, a bunch of different groups that are taking their their chance mm-hmm. to uh, politicize this whole movement. So I think there's going to be a change for sure, but where that change go, I don't know, because like I said, there are different groups and 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 right now the politicians in america are using this right now as a political thing to to run on right uh, whose side are you on um so yeah we'll see you're right it doesn't have to be a political uh issue to be a decent person <laughs> no you, it doesn't have to be but i think a lot yeah. of groups are using this right now to be political um i want i'm optimistic that it's going to make a change where that change goes, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. At least it's a it's a start, and it's uh, I think it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just like a, I'll call it like a marriage. Uh, just when you say I do, the hard work doesn't stop there, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tony, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us, and um, we'll have to have you on again to talk. Football. Football. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> There's a lot we can talk about there. <laughs> have you been back training or anything before we let you go? Yeah, no, I haven't stopped. Um, um, you know, I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but I have a, a friend who owns a gym, so I have a key. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been training. I haven't, I haven't stopped. Um, I think if they cancel the season, I'll take a break here yeah. in a couple of weeks um, to just give my body a rest. But, but as of right now, I'm I'm training as if we're going to have half a season. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Awesome, Tony. Thanks so much for talking to us this week. Of course. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Tony Washington of the Montreal Alouettes for joining us on the podcast this week. Uh, hopefully we get to see him on the field sooner rather than later. That Montreal Alouette story last year, I loved. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope this doesn't uh, stop their momentum because they were sure a fun team to watch. I, I loved I loved everything about Montreal last year, yeah. except for the Led Zeppelin air guitar. It could have been any other band. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to mention, Ty, is that uh, you and I both know a few people that are police officers. Um, mm-hmm. a good buddy of mine I've known since the second grade, um, just finished, uh, up North. He was in the territories, mm-hmm. uh, doing great, great work up there. So I do want to be careful. And Tony said too, he's had great, um, mm-hmm. interactions with law enforcement. I do feel like they get a bit of a bad name yep. because of the, the bad apples and, there are good people in the world. I don't want anybody to feel yeah. guilty by any of this, but it's just time we start to listen to each other and treat each other with respect. It's pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. And educate yourself. Yeah. Right. That That's, that's the big thing that, that needs to start happening yeah. too. And you know, it, it's, it's crazy that it's taken this long. Yeah. We're learning together. We're learning on the fly, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what 2020 has been. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, uh, man, it, 
this is this year itself is going to be an entire semester worth of a history class in high school. You know, sometimes you, it's New Year's Eve and you're f- reflecting on the year and you're like, what happened? And now this year, it's what didn't happen. <laughs> um, the Masters in April, like it, it basically just sports haven't happened, right? That's, yeah, that's true. Every, every, everything else is just hit the fan. Yeah. It seems. And, and maybe because everybody's in front of a TV and everybody's got a screen in front of them, it's now just everywhere. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. Going to let you know about Pod Power because ATB is making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, we're giving a Pod Power shout out to the Alberta Queer Calendar Project. It is Pride Month right now, and they feature a monthly podcast, monthly podcast dramas by queer Albertan writers throughout. 2020 episodes are released every month and are free to access anywhere you get your podcasts listen and learn more about the alberta queer calendar presented by cardiac theater in partnership with what is with what it is productions at queercalendar.ca that does it for this episode of to and out we'll be back in two weeks Who knows if we'll have some football news to deliver then. But in the meantime, take care of yourself and each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.